Welcome to Glasgow Evangelicals Podcast. Thanks for listening with us today. Our hope is that today's sermon equips you to live the gospel joyously. Come along with us as we learn to live the gospel together. Good graduation morning. Well, seriously, like you nobody said it a little bit louder. <laughs> Good graduation morning. There we go. That's a little bit better. Uh, if you look at the back of the bulletin, you will see the order of service today, which we don't always do, but we wanted to make any guest feel welcome. And also, you can keep an eye on your watch and go, okay, we're here. I know we're about halfway over. You can, you can keep track of all of that stuff uh, right on the back. Uh, that's also the list of graduates. This has been a tradition at the church longer than I've been here uh, to, to have the graduates here on, on graduation Sunday. Um, and so as I was, I was preparing something to say, I knew I wanted to say something besides just cry through Ethan and some silly announcements. And so um, I, I thought, why is this a tradition? You know, uh, the, the Bible teaches us to celebrate Jesus, not to celebrate ourselves. We're, to, to um, actually die to ourselves, to, to live with him. And so um, shouldn't we just share Jesus? And, and then I was like, wait, I still can. <laughs> so I thought about the plan of God. And what if God had you, whoever you are in the audience, have a child uh, with uh, your, your spouse or uh, some lovely lady or guy, and, and this is your first time in church, and God had to have you have a kid and get them through high school to get you here today. That's pretty serious. I actually believe that his plan is that big. His plan is grand and amazing. And so for you out there that, that you may still be confused on, on the plan and what Christians do. We are created, and what, what the Bible says in Genesis 1-1 is God spoke into the, in the, in the, in the beginning. Uh, God created the heavens and the earth, and then as it goes fur, further, it says he breathed into creation. And in youth group, I say, God goes, <gasps> and stars form. Stars form. We're breathed into an existence. We are meant for perfection, like they had in the garden, but free will always interrupts perfection. Anytime we have a choice, we oftentimes choose momentary satisfaction instead of eternal glory. We want, we're hungry in the moment, and so we eat, as opposed to waiting and understanding that there's something better to come. And so God spends most of this book, the first part of it's called the Old Testament, building that story. It says there was an amazing creation where God breathed into existence. Humans fail, humans fail, humans fail. He gave us a plenty of opportunity to try to earn our way to heaven, made a bunch of laws that we could not fulfill. Um, not because it's impossible for, them to, for us to fulfill, we are always running away from God. So, what God did was sent his one and only son to be the ultimate sacrifice. And you may see it, uh, the, it's the Tim Tebow verse. It's the verse that everybody holds up on signs, John 3.16. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And so we read Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God, through his word created. We have John, three chapters before this one, John 1-1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In these corresponding verses, we find that what God was creating with was Jesus himself. That word, that that breath is what came down to earth, fully God, fully man, to die for our sins, to die for our rejection, to die for our always choosing to eat instead of having eternal glory. He was fully God, fully man. He was sinless, blameless, and spotless, and he died for you and me. All we have to do is believe. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you will profess your faith and are saved. That's it. Believe that the world was created by an eternal God that exists outside of time. A God with an amazing plan that sent his son to die for your sins because you realize that you choose the wrong things often. And then all you have to do is believe in your heart and confess it out loud. What I don't want anyone to be confused by is it's not a magical prayer. It's not being baptized in front of a bunch of people that you barely know. This is a decision in your heart. When belief happens, when it's true belief, our whole world changes. And it says at that moment, we then die and are born again. I always say, like, if I was God, as soon as someone believed in Brian, I would zap them. Right? I believe in Brian. Zap, coming to heaven. Like, I don't want them to have a chance to ruin that. Right? Like, like zap it. Get them out of there. <laughs> God doesn't do that. So I often wonder, why doesn't God just zap us to heaven as soon as we believe? Like, this, this, this is painful. We have to lose loved ones. We have to go through divorce. There's alcohol and drugs and cancer and, and so many horrible things. Just zap us already. God does not zap us because he wants us to be a part of a family. He wants us to shine, as, as Jerron said, or Kaylee. He wants us to shine a light. He wants us to be the best we can a beacon to him, a reflection of him. So our job once we believe is to follow Jesus and Jesus is gonna lead us straight to a church family. He's gonna lead us to a family because if we were just on our, on our own and nobody in Glasgow believed in this whole Jesus guy and one of us finally did start to believe, we would ignore the crazy guy. We would, he wouldn't make a difference. We can ignore weird people. God wants a bunch of weird people. He wants a bunch of us that don't fall in to the story of this world, to the self-gratifying, sinful, feed-me-now mentality. He wants a bunch of us looking weird. So I, I back to my question, why do, we, why do we have this tradition? I'm gonna, I'm gonna build in us why we have this tradition. I found an amazing website that did all of the research for me. 
Thank you, Google. Um, and so I want to read a few study, uh, studies that were all on this website. They, they collaborated, conjoined. They brought a whole bunch of studies together, and this person reviewed all of them so I didn't have to read them and then gave summaries of these studies. And so I'm going to read a couple of these to you, but there's a ton of them. If you want the website, I can give it to you. But um, the first one, about 25% of college professors are professing atheists or agnostics. Five to seven percent of the general population is uh, atheistic or agnostic. So if you are going to college, that percentage is 20% more people that you are going to deal with on a, on a daily basis are agnostic or atheist. 51% uh, describe the Bible as an ancient book of fables, legends, history, and moral precepts. 75% belie believe Religion does not belong in public schools. 90% of youth active in high school church programs drop out of church by the time they are a sophomore in college. The majority of teenagers are incredibly inarticulate about their faith, religious beliefs, and practices, and it is a place in their lives, and, it, and its place in their lives. The dominant religion among contemporary U.S. teenagers is what they call moralistic, therapeutic deism. A God exists who created and orders the world and watches over human life on earth. God wants people to be good, nice, and fair to each other as taught in the Bible and by most world religions. The central goal in life is to be happy and to feel good about oneself. God does not need to be particularly involved in one's life except when God is needed to resolve a problem and good people go to heaven when they die. This is the majority of the religion in our world today, and especially in our colleges and campuses that we are sending people, our children to. The, the final point I wanna share from the study was, uh, unless religious leaders take younger adults more seriously, the future of American religion is in doubt. The proportion of young adults identifying with mainline churches is about half the size it was a generation ago. Evangelical Protestants have barely held their own. My goal is not to depress us today. My goal is to say that there's a chance that some of us have been only Christian by name. There's a chance that when we're at church, we're a different mom, dad, aunt, uncle, and friend than we are when we are at home. This study shares with us that Science and feelings get in the way when we're in college because we don't know how to articulate what we actually believe. We don't know how science and the Bible go together. We don't know how to express what we truly believe in the Creator God in Jesus. The motivation for today is we can stop this trend now. God does desire more for our life. He has a good plan. Ephesians 2.10, for, <clears throat> for we are God's masterpiece created anew to do good things he, created, he thought of long ago. God has a good plan for you. When he was <gasps> breathing in existence, he knew your name. He knew how many hairs were going to be on your head every day of your life. Believe me, he has an amazing plan for good for you. My challenge is that we can live out as if we believe that. 
as a church family that these students have said that they are a part of, we can't just forget about them. Our job as a family is, is every time we get that nudge from God to call them, to pray for them, to respond to them, to support them, to offer them a place to stay, to send them brownies. My goodness, send them brownies. Cookies, lunch money, dinner money, ramen. We have to be a supportive church family. They cannot just go off and be on their own. We as adults can't go off and be on our own. We need a church family. We need support. We need to know that everybody's going to be weird with us. When a quarter of your professors are agnostic or atheist, and they're the ones teaching you where to go, what are we? What are we? We are a church family to be supportive. We are aunts, uncles, moms, dads, brothers, sisters. And if we don't get in here and find out what God's plan is for our life, we may just be Christians by name only. Let's not do that. Let's seek God. Let's run to God. Because as Seth said, we often feel like God is far from us, but really the truth is, is we are far from him. All we have to do is turn around and he's right there. Talk to anybody that's gone through a period of, a, of their life that is a low moment, and they'll say, oh, I felt so far from God. But then when I look back, I realized he was there every step of the way. And as soon as I made this choice to be with him, he was there. He's there. He's there for you. If you want to make that choice today, by all means, come to find Seth and myself afterwards. We're not going to say a magic prayer for you. We're going to seek relationship. We're going to point you to Jesus. But hopefully we can do that. Hopefully we can articulate what we believe so that it can be shared with others. We need to engage with our kids and we need Jesus. I again want to Thank all of you for taking the time to be here today. Uh, the rest of the service, what we're going to do is we have one more song. So I'm going to ask the, the worship band to come up. Um, they're going to they're sing one more song. We're going to, however you would like to worship, sitting in your seat, standing up, raising your hands, putting them down, clapping, singing along. Um, but we're going we're gonna to lift the name of God on high. After that, I'm going to ask the graduates to come up front with me and any member of their family that would like to join them uh, to come up front and, and right here, we're all going to come up and we're going to have a, a, a one final prayer for the, the service today. And then after that, uh, we're all welcome. The, the, the graduates will go back there just for a few minutes. They have a busy day today, so we're going to be respectful. But a few minutes back here uh, on the tables back there where you can give them hugs, uh, snap a picture of them if you'd like, uh, or with them. Um, pray with them personally if you'd like to. Uh, and then there's, there's cake. Um, in, in the, the dining area back there. And so you can join us for cake. It'll all be cut up and ready to go. Um, yeah, that's, that's what the, the rest of this looks like. So uh, if you guys take over, that'd be great. This is a support system. This is what it looks like. If you're up here for one of these students, you're here to support them. They know that they can text, call, instant message, direct message, smoke signal, send a snail mail letter, um, FaceTime, Snapchat, oh my goodness, any way they can get a hold of you and you are going to be there for them. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for families. 
Thank you for friends that are like family. Thank you for strangers that are like family. But Lord, thank you for being the one thread that joins us all together. May we be able to be attached to you, not by name only, but Lord, may you guide us into real relationship that changes our life. Lord, may you guide these five students and the rest of them that will be graduating today to be closer to you for the sole purpose of just shining their beautiful, amazing light that each one uniquely has. You've created them as masterpieces, Lord, and I pray that they don't realize, they don't, not realize, that they don't take this as a, as a moment to take a break from all of this churchy stuff, but Lord, that they know that this is a time that they can buckle down, rely on you, and be the brightest light on whatever campus they end up at. Lord, they can make a real difference now, and you have a plan for them now. Lord, may you give us nudgings throughout the rest of these next few years as they're out of sight, but Lord, that they are not gonna be out of mind. They're not gonna be out of prayer. And Lord, they were going to still be an amazing part of this family. Lord, give them a great day of celebration today. Um, we are so thankful for them being part of our lives. Thank you for giving us these friends. We love you, Lord. We leave all of these requests in the most level playing field there is, the foot of the cross. And all God's people said, amen. Have a good Sunday. Thanks for joining us again for another sermon of the GEC podcast. Connect with us at GlasgowEC.com or every Sunday morning at 10 here in Glasgow, Montana. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes because this helps us share the word with more people. See you next week.